In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. How the heck are you doing? We're going to do another week. We've got no choice but to do another week. Uh, So I hope you guys had a good weekend. How are you? Let's check in with each other. We're good? Okay, listen. Um, It's it's, uh, just what a crazy world. Um, So much insanity happening right now. And hopefully this can be a somewhat of a reprieve um, from that a little bit. Uh, We don't want to ever ignore it or anything like that, but hopefully we can share some laughs today and talk about the silliness that is pop culture and these reality shows that keep on going. But I got to tell you, sometimes, I mean, I've been watching the news uh, so much this weekend and then it's hard to switch gears and watch Love is Blind and be like, oh my God, just put me in the pods. Put me in the pods. I don't even need to, I don't want to meet anybody. I just want a, a silent place with no TV, phone, or anything like that. Just completely unplug. Even though we can't, we can't look away. But my goodness, um, it is just uh, overwhelming. And uh, I pray for everybody involved uh, right now. It's it, just horrifying. Um, so anyways, fun start to the show. This is a great show. I swear to God, I know it's, uh, it's starting a little down, but we got Sophie Ross with the Pop Culture Roundup, and I'm gonna t- we recorded this early this morning because Sophie had to go to a sports game, a football game uh, with her guy, and uh, it's a really fun conversation that goes everywhere from Southern Charm to Jada Pinkett Smith to our night scene, Joey Gorga, do his stand-up. So we got all that, and then directly after that, we have from Love is Blind season five, Izzy Zabata, uh, who just uh, listen, if you I don't want to do any spoilers for Love is Blind because the finale aired this weekend and the reunion. But Izzy, uh, you know, uh, didn't get didn't get with Stacy. If you're watching Love is Blind, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So there's a quick like 20 minute interview after Sophie. So the cool thing about this show is that it's mainly free. But the other cool thing about this show is that you could use the timestamp and skip to Izzy right now and then come back, listen to this however you want to listen to this. That's that's always been my promise to you. We put this timestamp so you can skip around uh, to your liking. But uh, I'll talk a little bit up front, then we'll get to Sophie and then Izzy, and then we'll call it a day. And we got a whole great week of shows. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my weekend And, uh, listen, man, it's wild. So I got into New York Friday night and did, uh, went to New Jersey, uh, on Saturday night, took a two plus hour Uber ride to New Jersey 
Your boy Ryan isn't that smart in the head. I in my head I thought Brooklyn was Jersey. I thought I was like, oh, just I can it's just over there. No, it's not. It's not at all. And Sophie was nice enough to go with me so I didn't have to go on this journey alone to go see Joey Gorga do his stand-up. So thank you so much to Melissa Gorga for uh inviting me. She invited me on her podcast a couple weeks ago when I was on on display. And so I went, but it, I just didn't even know what to expect. I expected it to be in a comedy venue and it was at like a Hyatt Regency in a ballroom where like people have their proms and like work functions and stuff. And even Melissa afterwards, I got to talk to her and she was like, yeah, usually we're in a, I usually it's like a comedy place. So she was even surprised. I think Joey potentially was surprised and it was, uh, it was insane, man. I, it was in Spain. It was insane too, because there was like a two hour journey to get there. So me and Sophie, I think we did like two podcasts in the car. We didn't record them, but my God, I wish we could have because wow. And by the, I was just like, man, that Uber rating is going to go way down. That driver, that poor driver having to sit, we talked, uh, we were talking Taylor Swift. We were talking about the world. We were talking, I love Taylor Swift comes first, Taylor Swift, and then the world, You what's going on in the world, but Taylor Swift <laughs> just, Give Taylor Swift the presidency already. I will say we talk about this in the pop culture roundup that it's it's I'm scared for how much Taylor Swift there is. Like, I'm almost scared for Taylor Swift that there's too much Taylor Swift. Like, if you're Taylor Swift, do you realize there might be a Taylor Swift saturation point coming? And I'm I love Taylor Swift. So I do not want that oversaturation point to come. Do you know what I'm saying? Did everybody go see the Taylor Swift eras movie? I hope you had a good time. If you did, I didn't get to check it out yet um, because I was seeing Joey Gorga stand up. <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, you guys. I think there's a slim chance Joey will come on this show and I cannot wait to find out about his comedy stylings, how he writes his material. It, it was truly, uh, I don't know why. And my friend Jacqueline Marfuji, uh, she opened up the show and I didn't even know Jacqueline was um, opening up and it was great to see her and, and see her do her thing. And she was great. And um, she's actually going to be hosting a panel over at BravoCon. So we got to talk about that, which by the way, BravoCon is coming up in a couple of weeks. I know a lot of you guys, uh, I heard Maditza saying some of the baddies are bailing out and might not be able to go. I still think everybody should go if you can. It is a lot of money. It is all that stuff. But uh, I was talking to somebody last week is just that you got to invest in those moments that will hopefully cheer you up and you can take those good feelings with you for the rest of the year. You know how you stockpile good memories sometimes where you're like, I really need this. And I, I think I really need BravoCon and the insanity and adventures. I mean, remember last year, how many good times we had, we had uh, me sweating all over Sutton's track. All right. Sweating all over me. I say, I say he is disgusting, filthy man. I say, I say, <laughs> I can't wait to see who I'm going to sweat over this year. It's truly frightening when I think about it, uh, but I'm really excited to go. Hopefully a lot of you guys will go and we'll get to have fun and chat and all of that stuff. But if you don't get to go sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. I will be doing Every day I will be doing episodes over on the Patreon to update you with the most current BravoCon information. And if you uh, were a member of the Patreon last year when I did that, it was wild because I just would put my AirPod in and I would just give running commentary of everything while I was like having a drink at a bar by myself. And I would just be like, oh yeah, there's uh, Gary from Below Deck. He's hitting on women over there. Oh my God, look at him in action. 
it was it was wild. So we'll do that again. Uh, I'm going to put my body and mind up once again to science and just see how this all works and hope I get out alive. Um, which uh, also, by the way, I did a full like hour and 20 minute uh, Roni recap over on the Patreon. Plus talked a little bit about the my week and stuff over on there. If that's of interest to you, great. Uh, remember, if you do like this show, do us a solid and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, that would be really lovely of you guys to do. And, oh, that was the other thing, too. Maritza reminded me. She is saying this. I, I said this. She texted me during Jeff Lewis. I think she thought I knew. I, I didn't realize we had the four-year anniversary of So Bad It's Good. I'm in my head thinking it was like three and a half years. I guess it was four years. We, we started on October 14th. I remember doing uh, the first solo episode on October 14th, I guess, four years ago. Isn't that wild? Isn't that crazy? I, I, I keep expecting you guys to answer. Just shake your head. If you're in your, just shake your head. That's crazy, man. Look how much we've done in four years. Look, look how far we've come. Uh, thank you guys so much for letting me go on this journey. And by the way, my first guest on so bad, it's good. When we actually had the first guest, which I think was like the second episode, maybe was Danny Pellegrino. And I wish I had known that. Cause I talked to Danny this week. He'll be on the podcast. We recorded it last week. Either it's going to come out this week or next week, the week of the week release of his book. We had a great conversation. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Danny is just so great. And I can't wait to party with him at BravoCon. He'll be there. So you got to go. I mean, come on, Danny, me, Danny. That's huge. But I highly recommend his book. It's, it's really great. You should pre-order it. It'll come next week. Put you in the holiday spirit. Um, so let's see what else is going on. Okay. So went to Joey's right. Then recorded with Sophie this morning. And then, you know, I was in a really fairly, I don't know, decent mood, I guess. I don't know. But then it just, I think sometimes depressive episodes can come in waves. I don't know if you guys have ever found that with yourselves, and my body and my mind, after I talked to Sophie, it just kind of shut down. I just was bummed. I just was bummed. And I've been bummed all day and I've been bummed tonight. And I took myself to see uh, another stand-up show tonight. So I was like, you know, I, I got this Instagram ad for like a Colin Jost, Michael Che. They, they do Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, which had its premiere on Saturday night. If you guys watched it, Pete Davidson did great. Which, by the way, I keep thinking that I am Pete, which the I am Kin Barbie takeoff. I thought Pete was great in that. It was like the best acting I've seen Pete Davidson do. I thought it was great. Um, I was just really bummed. I am really bummed out. It's not, I, I am. And it's hard when you get those depressive episodes because you don't do things with joy in your heart. You just do them because you know you have to do them, which is actually a leap forward because there have been times when I've just not I'll have a depressive episode and I won't be able to do anything. You know, I'll just lay there and I know I have things to do, but I can't even do them. So I will say in a positive uh, note, a pat on the back to myself was that I still went and did things. I worked out. I thought that might help, but it didn't. I worked out. I did a bunch of work on the show that didn't help. And then I took myself to this comedy show and right. Uh, you know, radio city musical. I've never been there. Iconic location. I've seen it so much from the outside every time I visited New York. So I was excited to go and uh, excited to see some stand-up. I was ready for some more stand-up after Joey Gorga. And I got there and uh, they they hit you with one of those, 
um, they hit you with one of those uh, things immediately where they make you put your phone in your pouch, in a pouch, like a yonder pouch, I think they're called. So you don't even get to use your phone during the show, which I know is good for the performers because they don't want to be videotaped or, or take pictures of. But do you know when you, you know, already the phone is like, you know, a hand to me at this point, it's an appendage. And if I don't have it already, it feels like something's wrong. And then if you're depressed on top of that, then it just feels like the world is falling because you're, I went by myself and I didn't, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not good at making conversation with strangers believe it or not. And so I'm just sitting there, um, without my phone. And then I realized I forgot my wallet. So I couldn't even, and I'm trying not to drink. Um, but I, I, I couldn't even get like a diet soda or something like that. So I just realized like, Oh, sh- Oh shit. And I, I left my, but it was one of those things, you guys, classic Ryan, where I was like, I left the wallet at home or I lost my wallet in the Uber and I was doing those like silent prayers. And this is the interesting thing about, I don't know if you guys have found this with people that have passed. I am now praying to my mom, you know, like when you, you know, like, Oh God, please, you know, like even if whatever relationship I have with God or a higher power, I think just being raised Catholic, I was always just, you know, you have this running commentary with God, like, Oh God, please let me get an A on this test. Or please let me not flunk out of this class. I don't know why I'm only using school examples in this, but you know what? (laughs) So I was, I've now taken to praying to my mom, like, mom, please say, I didn't leave my wallet in the Uber. Please say, I didn't leave my wallet. Mom, please do me a solid mom. If you're up there, please do me a solid. And, uh, that spoiler alert. I I left it here. I, I didn't lose it in the Uber. So that was a huge win. Thank you, mom. If you're listening, everybody says she's listening to podcasts up there. But if you're listening, thank you for because with me, it really is. It's 50-50. I could have just really left the wallet in the car. I sometimes my mind will just be in 30 different directions that I'm like, how did I even get? I don't even remember getting out of the Uber because I'm just so deep in weird thought. So I go in there, phones put away. And uh, there was all these great like uh, Punky Johnson from SNL was there. Uh, I think his name is Mark. Marcello, I, I, he's a new cast member. It's his second season. He was a opener. There were some SNL writers, and then Colin Jost came out, and then Michael Che. And I, Colin Jost, I just find hysterical. I mean, I don't know why. I really enjoyed his autobiography too. I thought that was great. Michael Che was amazing, but Michael Che was very hungover, and he kept saying he was hungover because last night they partied until the wee hours after the SNL after party where Taylor was there, Travis Kelsey, Dave Chappelle. So I was like, this dude, and you can tell when somebody, like I've been hungover at times where I'm like, oh shit, this dude's hungover. Um, but it was, it was good, but it just didn't snap me out the way I wanted to snap me out of, you know, that smack to the face of like, Oh, I love life. There's so much to celebrate. And, um, and so, yeah, then I came back and I watched real housewives of New York. I thought maybe that'll put me in a good mood. It's the season finale of the first new season of these Roni ladies. And I was kind of like, okay, let's see. I've always, I, I've enjoyed this season a great deal. It's not a perfect season. I'm not ever saying that, but I thought it's, I thought it was setting a good foundation. It's a little long in the tooth and the amount of run of the episode. So it was getting, getting, getting to be a lot. We were hitting the same ground episode after episode. And I got to tell you, I was, and I can't tell if it's just me being in a bummer mood, but I really didn't like the finale of Roni. I just thought it kind of ended and it was like, blah, blah. And it was like almost some things were popping off, but I was like, this isn't a finale. This isn't a finale. Sai yelling at Bryn for telling something that she found out about Uba's dude, which by the way, 
Uba, Jenna, I get like protecting relationships, but maybe, maybe reality television isn't the place to go if you have so many things to protect. You know, these things, for better or worse, live and die on people being honest and open. I mean, listen, Izzy from Love is Blind went on a show to fall in love with somebody and had to be open about his credit score, had to be open about his his lost and found drawer, had to be open about that he wants to lo- wants a love like the love in the movie Titanic. He was open about things. And I feel sometimes these ladies now, I've seen so many housewives or have heard about it, that there's a natural protective layer that it takes one season to get past. And then I watched Watch What Happens Live with Jenna Lyons and Julia Fox. And Jenna Lyons, it was it was almost like they were talking like she really is done. I really don't think she's coming back next season. And if she does, I think it'll be in a friend of capacity. And that really bummed me out. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll watch Sister Wives. But then I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just work. Let's just work. Let's get the show done and uh, talk to you guys. Get my thoughts out. And I, I you know, I think it's... I always feel safe telling you if I'm having a bad day. I went and lit a candle for my mom at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, but it was weird. It, just, it hit me today and I'm still not out of it. And I wish I was. And it's that weird kind of equilibrium where it just you, you feel off, right? I know you guys have had that experience where you just feel off. And you just want... You want the one thing that you can't have. Like I, w- I kept thinking I was at Joey Gorga's show last night and it was so crazy. I'm watching Joey Gorga do space, having like miming sex on stage. And I thought, man, I would love to send a picture of this to my mom right now and go, guess I'm in Jersey. You're not going to even believe it. I'm in Jersey watching one of the house husbands pantomime sex on stage. And she would have been like, oh my, that's so silly. That is so silly. And I miss that. I miss that. Such a great, I, I miss that, miss that so much. I miss that so much. So um, hopefully we can put this out. I can go to bed and tomorrow will be a new day and it's going to be good and it's going to get better and we're going to get better and we'll do that together. Uh, but I wanted to be honest with you that I might not be my normal jovial self in this opening because I just, I, I just have a lot on my mind. And then you turn on the news or, or read everything and it just, just a lot of just, horrific things happening right now. Um, but uh, it's always good that we have these shows and this pop culture and this music and all these things that we love or love to talk about and, you know, or love to fight about. Like, if we're going to fight about something, let's fight about stupid shit like this. Let's fight about reality television. Let that kind of, you know, take us into another direction to be able to disassociate sometimes. And go, you know what? I don't know what's going on in my life, but I'll tell you why I don't like Cy De Silva. I'll tell you why I don't like that character. I'll tell you that I was shocked that Stacy didn't say yes to Izzy's proposal on Love is Blind. I'll tell you that much. So, um, yeah, anyways. But let's get right into this. There are so many news stories that I'm going to save for Tuesday's episode. Uh, because me and, me and so we jam pack this thing with a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm leaving on the table that I'll talk to you guys about on Tuesday. We have all week. This is a conversation that will last forever, but I did want to thank you for the people that have been with me from the beginning. I know a lot of people are finding me, uh, for the first time. A lot of people, uh, have been with me, you know, like different points when you join, or maybe you'll go away, stop listening for a while and come back. It's just been what a, what a great, um, What a great, really hard four years it's been. And I mean, hard in the best way when you work at something so hard and it's nice when you start to see little results and, and see little things and, and are able to do crazy things like go to Jersey to see Joey Gorka do stand up. I mean, I was explaining to my Patreon, I was like, 
Yeah, you think I'm going to get invited to that and turn it down? Are you out of your mind? This is so bad, it's good, baby. This is what we do. I go to Buca de Beppo to see Dorit's room. I am boots on the ground. I mean, one of the most holy places in America for me is the Sir Alleyway. Are you kidding me? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You got to follow your bliss as crazy and stupid as it might be to the next person. Just realize if it means something to somebody else, let them have that. We talk about that with Sophie too, about people in the Taylor Swift movie dancing around, like having the time of their lives. And it looks crazy to certain people. They're like, oh my God, it looks insane. But then you realize, well, they must be having the time of their lives, or at least we hope they're having the time of their lives. And they can take that good time and they can put that into something good in the world. Um, And I think that's what this show hopefully celebrates is all of these things that a lot of people have shamed us for liking over the years, you know, of like, wait, why do you like that? That's weird. Why don't you like this? But it's okay to like all of this stuff. It's okay. Whatever gets you to the next day. So without further ado, let's get right into this. I'm sure I'm forgetting 30 things right now, but let's get to some laughter. So uh, Sophie, we are hot off a uh, trip to Jersey, which we talked about in the beginning, and then we hit a bunch of news stories. And Jada Pinkett Smith, I got to tell you, man, it that I, I'm bummed, but I'm still angry at Jada Pinkett Smith. I saw Will Smith. Will Smith posted today that he's on a boat. And that he's like locked comments on his social media. He's like, nobody's allowed to post anything on comments. And he looks like he's in the middle of the ocean. That's what this Jada Pinkett Smith has done. It is driven Will Smith out of the country. He's like, he's in the water somewhere. I'm scared he's going to do something crazy and go down to visit the Titanic or something like that. I don't know why I'm mentioning the Titanic so much this episode, but he's like out in the middle of the ocean. That's Jada Pinkett Smith has driven him to the middle of the ocean. My God. Pray for Will Smith. (laughs) Okay, you guys have the best week ever. Uh, I'm just telling you that as a Monday thing, even though we're going to talk the rest of the week. Um, And and I hope you have the best one ever. And I hope my mood changes tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll get through this. Bye, guys.
Folks, welcome to an all-new week of So Bad It's Good. Uh, today is our pop culture roundup, and we have back uh, the best to do it. Uh, she just is coming fresh off a two-hour-plus Uber ride to Jersey to see Joey Gorga's stand-up with me. Uh, we took one for the team. We did this for science, but we'll talk a lot about other pop culture stories. I mean, the only things really going on right now are Taylor Swift and Jada Pinkett Smith, um, but there's so much to talk about. So let's just get into it. The one, the only Sophie Ross. Sophie. Hi, Ryan. Um, Hi. Yeah, we need, to, we need to recap our night last night. Well, by the way, I was saying we I wish we would have recorded the car ride over because we talked about every show because we it was we it was a, we? well because the sound quality would have been just horseshit. But uh, it, it was a two plus hour drive to Jersey. So I got invited to this Joey Gorga stand up show from Melissa Gorga when I was on her podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I was going to be in New York for this Betches thing. So I said, you can't pass down an offer like that. That's. That's like a bucket list item to see Joey Gorga do stand up in New Jersey. I've never been to New Jersey. And then Sophie said she would go with me. And I was thinking Jersey was Brooklyn. So I thought it was going to be a quick jaunt. And then realizing it was, you know, 55 miles away. It was it was a two hour Uber ride there because it was in Princeton, New Jersey in Princeton. Um, Is that where Princeton College is? Yeah, Princeton University. Oh, that's where Princeton is in Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, if I'm wrong, this is going to be really embarrassing. Wait, yeah. is, is, Har- is Harvard in Bakersfield, California? Where? I mean, what? Yeah. Wait, Princeton. Um, yeah, it's in Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't well, just that have to it seemed a lot. It seemed very upper collegiate in the uh, ballroom at the Hyatt Regency where we saw Joey Gorga yeah, do stand up. So comedy show, you guys. It wasn't in a comedy club, as one might assume. <laughs> it was in the conference room slash like ballroom of a Hyatt Regency, and there was an all-you-can-eat Italian buffet. Which, yeah. by the way, I was because we left around like five five thirty. And I didn't eat beforehand. And by the time we like were in the Uber until almost eight o'clock, I was like, I am so fucking hungry that I and Brian was like being like skinny and he just got like sausage and like prosciutto and I got like fettuccine alfredo and mashed potatoes. Oh, Sophie was like hunched over this thing like it was her last meal. And she was like, like hiding it from other people. It was it was. And then she went up two times for the dessert station. I did. I did. I did, but, but yeah, so that's what we were, that's what we were dealing with last night. Um, we, we walked in and there was a sign cause it was like catch a rising star, but I guess catch a rising star now works out of the Hyatt ballroom, but it's the, the sign was misprinted and it said catch a risen star, R-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. Catch a rising star. And I was like, this is already so bad. It's good. So, so, I mean, it was, yeah. so it was a ballroom of people and we were sat at the very, like the worst place you can sit, which is like the very front, like, and there's like the circular 10 top tables. And we were like at the very, very front. So like any one, any of the comedians that looked over, they would just see us. And uh, that's really bad. If anybody does. It was circle tables, by the way. Circle tables. Yeah. And it was, I was like, Oh shit. If there, if Joey does any crowd work, we're screwed. And um, listen, I, I support artistic endeavors. I support comedy. (laughs) I uh, listen. It was a very weird event. 
Um, they like had a makeshift stage. And uh, the, the opening guy who I think kind of arranged this whole thing is Mike Marino. That guy was fabulous. He was hilarious. So yeah. we did have some real genuine laughs. Um, but yeah, in terms of Joey Gorga... Um, it was a lot of energy. So much. So, I mean, can you imagine the amount of energy? I, I mean, the, he must have burned off so many calories. That's because he, it was very active, very loud. Um, it was Bang very, se- very sexual. He yeah. a lot of, a lot about effing Melissa and how yep. much he wants to have sex with Melissa. A little yep. bit of Real Housewives of New Jersey stuff in there. Um, at one point he was throwing himself around the stage so much that his watch fell off. He had like a nice like Rolex watch and he just threw it on this, the little makeshift stage. And then at the very end, when he was finished, he ran out of the room and he left his Rolex watch on the stage. So I grabbed it. Yeah, and Ryan, I, I took a picture of Ryan grabbing it. I'll post it. And I, I grabbed it and then I had, ran out to give it to Joey. <laughs> and he was like, oh, thanks, dude. Thanks. Oh, thanks so much, dude. And um, it was... It was why it was why, and then I we we talked to Melissa afterwards, and I was like, "Is Joey in trouble for?" Because he was talking about how his wife wouldn't give him sex, and then he was he was doing space work like a mime of having sex with Melissa from behind while she was on the phone, yeah. and it was really. But she was like, "Oh, I've seen this so many." Like she, it didn't seem like it phased her at all. Like he was making fun of his mother in law. There was a part where he. Uh, was a, hooked up to a lie detector thing and they hooked up the electrode to his penis because his penis lies. That's okay, but there's no way. There's no way that's true, right? There's no way any of this stuff is true. Like it was yeah, like the whole the whole storyline was like, you want to hear about my day? I wake up happy. You know, I wake up at six o'clock. I'm I'm sleeping there. I'm dreaming about fucking a mermaid. He kept talking yeah. about fucking a mermaid. Like he's like obsessed with like fucking a mermaid. That was like the big through line of the entire set. So <laughs> that's through line. Yeah, he's it was like he's like a storyteller. Like it was, I, it was not really even comedy. It was more of a story. It was like a, a nice story exactly. of his day. Exactly. And Ryan, you yeah. and we talked about this last night. How Ryan, you've done stand up before. Yeah. You know the art of stand up. <laughs> I think him following Mike Marino, who was really funny. I'd never really heard of him good. Before. He was hilarious. And, you know, he says things that you can, like, relate to and that everyone can relate to and laugh at. And Joey Gorka was just like, he has a day in my life. I fuck mermaids in my sleep. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, what are you even talking about? (laughs) And it was so funny. So Margaret Joseph's husband, Joe, was there in one of the front seats. And this Joe barely cracked a smile. And I was like, it seems like Joe had seen this stand up a lot lot already because I was clocking him. And then Rachel and John Food, I know uh, Sophie doesn't know them, but they're on the show now. They were there, but it was one of those things we got in. I thought we were going to be late. And then it was still like an hour before they went on. And it was just a lot to take in because from the Italian buffet, where one of the things was entitled Joey's Sausage and it was sausages. And then it was like meatball and gravy, but it was like, it was like known as meatballs and gravy. And it was like little meatballs. And then it just looked like water, like, like soupy water. But it's just like tomato sauce because that's what they do in Jersey. They call tomato sauce gravy. Yeah, no, but it was it, it just. But I'm saying from the Hyatt Regency, it didn't look like yeah, how mom yeah. used to make. Um, and, and it was, it was, and it. Uh, I I took a couple pictures during the show because I didn't want to get my phone out because we were right there in front, and 
I looked at some of the pictures that I did take after when I got home and you can like <laughs> zoom in on the audience and it's just like stone faced. Like the audience was like stone faced, but he was so loud that I couldn't tell if people were laughing or not. Yeah. But I was nervously laughing because I was in the front and I wanted, I wanted him to see a smiling face anytime. Like I wanted to be supportive in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was one, I was just like kind of at the end of his set, I was just kind of tuned out. Cause I just like, could yeah, not she was on her phone. Thing. She was on her phone. Like, but I, like, but I will say I don't usually do that. And I was not on my phone during Mike Marino's set, obviously. But I just, it was like the last few minutes and I was like, oh my God, like I cannot, I cannot keep up. And Ryan was like, it was too so cerebral like, for Sophie. It was like, it he was, was like really getting into like life. It was like over my head. But Ryan <laughs> afterwards was like, weren't you nervous that like Joey Gorg was going to like chirp at you for being on your phone? I'm like, I thought about that. And no, no, I wasn't. After seeing his comedy, I'm not concerned about him roasting me for being on yeah. my phone. Like, <laughs> luckily he didn't do any crowd work, but I think, I, I think when I'm in that kind of front area, I always get scared that they're going to feel bad about themselves if I do like, so I was like, just sat there with a smile plastered on my face the entire time. Pa also partly because I was having an out of body experience because I truly, and there were so many thoughts going on in my mind. Like, how did I get here? What's my life? Like, what, what, yeah. what's my life headed toward? Like, this isn't, like, this doesn't seem like a good sign where my life's headed. And it was like, I was just going over so many things in my head. It was so bizarre, but it was, I, he, it was an out of body experience. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And then Melissa, Melissa goes, uh, she's talking to us and she goes, did you, did you come all, I go, yeah, I just got in from LA. She goes, did you come all the way just to see this show? And I was like, I was like, no, I'm here for this Betches thing. And she's like, oh, thank God. And I was like, wouldn't it have been funny if I had said, yeah, man, I came in. I flew in all the way and then took a took a two-hour Uber to Jersey to see this. <laughs> and I like think we've ever done. I think but Joey's going to come on the show. And I I just I'm I'm curious to ask about his comedic process and how he workshops material. Um, but it was it was completely bizarre. It was really, it was fun, but it was completely bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. But it was so, <laughs> like, it was Mike Marino, Mike Marino was like the bright spot. And yeah, also he was, was awesome. He was unintentionally funny, if nothing else. Joe, like, yeah. I mean, the fact that I was seeing this guy that I've seen every season of Jersey and uh, that was a trip and I'm glad I did it. By the way, and just so you know, they focused on his stand-up in a couple of, like, one of the seasons, and he did, like, a dog masturbation joke. The dog masturbation joke is out of the act. So that's old Joey Gorgon material. New Joey Gorgon material is fucking a mermaid and trying to have sex with Melissa. But then Melissa had the creamy spinach in his set, and he couldn't have sex with her because she had tummy problems. Yeah, that was the that was the punchline. So um, we're recording early today on a Sunday because, uh, you know, uh, Sophie and sports goes together like peanut butter and jelly. And she is taking mm -hmm. her boyfriend to the Jets game, a big sports because yeah. he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, he's an Eagles fan. They play the Eagles and it's actually it's been rainy in New York. Brian, it's always rainy when you're here, but yeah. it's been raining in New York for like every weekend for the past like four weeks. Um, and it's really nice out today. So yeah, I saw outside. Water. It looks really nice. Actually, I'm excited also, to potentially Brian, go walk. You're, yeah, you're here when the sun is shining. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to Central Park? I got to do some research for an interview, and I got to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Actually, I'm going to go. Well, 
Yeah, I'm on a stand-up kick this weekend because tonight I'm going to go to Radio City Music Hall to see Colin Jost and Michael Che from SNL. And I was like, I got an Instagram ad and I said, hey, listen, I'm I'm here in the like, you know, I'm just going to go by myself and hopefully laugh. I mean, it's not going to compare to Joey Gorga, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be something. Not compare. Did you watch any of the SNL from last night? Okay, yeah. So I stayed up late last night once we got home and uh, watched the entire SNL. Did you watch it? No. How was it? Okay, so listen, it was they didn't do a cold opening, and the the thing that they did was Pete Davidson came out and he did the joke that I said in the car on the way over of like, oh, uh, yeah, Pete Davidson's going to be the one to talk about the Israel Palestine conflict, and he he came out and it was just him like darkness on the stage, and he just said, hey, listen, uh, I know it's it's you know tough right there in the world, and he wanted to talk about his experience, of course, with him losing his dad in 9-11 when he was seven mm-hmm. years old in a terrorist attack. And it was very emotional and heartfelt. And he said, it talked about a story that when he was a kid, the only thing that made him laugh was his mom bought like a copy of Eddie Murphy Delirious and it was filthy and she wanted to turn it off. But it was the first time that she saw her son laughing since the 9-11 tragedy with where he lost his dad and said, he said, sometimes comedy can help in these situations. I mean, it was like, it was really, it was like kind of the perfect blend of, of everything. And I Uh think, you know, SNL coming back as its premiere, they were in a tough position of you can't do a big opening political sketch. I think like first thing coming back. Um, But it was, it was good. It had good moments. Guess who, guess who showed up? Taylor Swift. I didn't see that. Travis Kelsey was in a sketch about football that they were like joking about, like, this is football guys. And then all the, the uh, reporters were just fascinated with Taylor Swift stuff. And it was, it was a funny sketch. And then Travis popped down at the end and then Taylor Swift on ice spices, second performance, Taylor Swift uh, announced uh, ice spice. So I was like, I'm how does Taylor, like, what is, what is Taylor Swift on? What do they give these celebrities that lets them jet around and look all fresh faced? Same with Travis Kelsey, honestly. And that's what I was saying, because again, my boyfriend's a big Eagles fan. So he loves like Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Eagles. And Jason and Travis have like a podcast that they do every week on top of being full-time football players. I'm like, what, how do you have time? And now like SNL, don't you, you literally have a football game today, Travis. Like, how do you have time? Actually, wait, they played on Thursday night football. So actually, they played on Thursday, but Sophie, the rumor is uh, Taylor's going to be at the Jets game today because of Travis's brother. Yeah. Wait, oh my God. I didn't even know that. Your, your, your boyfriend is in for a treat today. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm going to be on the Fuck fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm going to see them, but I'm just like assuming that I'm going to see them. Uh, yeah. (laughs) What if you're, what if you're seated right next to Taylor and Travis, you guys? Can you imagine imagine if we end up in the Kelsey suite? Uh, if that's yeah, actually where it's our not the nosebleed. Uh, well, so we're driving back and like we didn't like so I get back and I turn on SNL and then I read that Travis and Taylor went to Nobu and then went to SNL and then afterwards they went to the famous SNL after party where like Dave Chappelle was there, I Spice Taylor. So they left this party at like three thirty four in the morning. I just and and on top of this, Taylor Swift released her Eras movie on uh, Thursday or Friday. It's raked in a hundred million dollars, like an insanely huge opening oh for AMC God. movie theaters. I just don't see. She just got it got announced yesterday on the Spotify. She had the biggest month in terms of a musical artist ever in history on their platform. Like 
where, I mean, is there ever a break? Like I, I love Taylor Swift with all my heart and I'm getting exhausted. Like it's, it's a positive exhaustion, but I'm like, is there a, a stop date? Cause she's about to do an overseas tour, then bring it back to America. Like what is going on? She's, I'm afraid that she's going to reach that point. It came a couple years ago when she was like just a little bit overexposed and it primes people to turn on you. You know, yes. if you're just yes. too everywhere and like, I don't want her to get overexposed again. So I kind of want her to like pull it back a little bit. Like, I think that we're all having fun watching the Taylor and Travis stuff and watching her like gallivant, of course. But we're fickle. But we're, we're a fickle audience. We only exactly, can take so much. Exactly. It's like, you can't, you can't be too out there for too long, <laughs> you know, or you risk being overexposed. <laughs> And Sophie, I was watching a video this morning where it was like a video um, uh, looking at Travis's hand motions on Taylor Swift's waist coming out of a limo last night. Yeah, I saw that. And it was like, and it was like oh my God, he, he's touching her waist. It's the real deal. Oh my I God. Know. Everyone's like, we're out of the woods. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like we're cheering on Taylor to get touched in the right way also, by a man. Also, my favorite joke, and it's obviously not very original, but like, I love the joke of like, whenever Travis and Taylor are anywhere, people are like, go Chiefs, go Chiefs. And it's like, you never saw, you're like, you never saw people saying, go conversation with friends, Joe Alwyn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, by the way, when she was with Joe, you really didn't see her nearly as much. And she was releasing albums during that time. But I mean, I love that the, uh, you know, the theories out there is like, he kept her from us. He kept her hidden away like a, like a princess in a, a glass cage. I just like, oh my God. By the way, tra- Taylor looks like she's having fun. I mean- But I, also tra- the same people are going to turn on Travis as soon as they break up. So- Oh, pr- oh Travis is done in the NFL once this ends. Like he's, the right. NFL will fire him. They're like, you couldn't hold on to this. It was doing so good for the NFL and you could, you better do everything in your power to lock this down, Travis. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Exactly. Exactly. What does your boyfriend think of Travis Kelsey's fashion? Because I, I'm scared that if I had money, I would try to dress like Travis Kelsey because he takes some real big swings. But at the same time, in my weird head, I'm like, I think that works. I don't know. Do you know what no, I'm talking about? He's like wearing shirts with like birds on it and stuff. I think it works when you have it when you actually have the money to buy these high end pieces that are like really <laughs> cool, but like kind of weird. Like, yeah, it works. It kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow style a little bit. You know how I feel oh, about that? Oh, there we go. First Joe Burrow me- mention of the, the, the episode. They finally, they finally won last week. They won last week. So who knows? Is he playing Maybe- yet or is he still injured? No, he's playing. He's been playing. He hasn't sat out at all, which is like he wasn't that good because he was injured, but he looked a lot better last week. So I'm not going to wait. I'm knocking on one because they play today. And by the time you're listening to this, you'll know whether they won or lost, but just let me be optimistic. I'm so happy we're recording before they play because I used to be scared last season when I would see yeah. if they would lose and then it would just be like, oh man, I wonder what her mood's going to be like because she's a sports fan, you know? Um, one of a football team determines my mood and like causes me depression. Like that's so not normal. Sometimes housewives will do that to me. Sometimes like Vanderpump rules this season did that for me. I was like very upset and it would affect my mood. That's true. That's true. For sure. Um, Also uh, at the after party at SNL last night, Madeline Klein was with Pete Davidson. And I wanted to read you this insane article that was in the daily mail that i was like she was there oh my god she was there yeah so it's so this is like a quote from the daily mail article from a inside source madeline anticipates her current relationship with pete as just a good time and it will not be her last one the source said she thinks he is hilarious and fun and she is all about hanging out with him but she is 25 and she doesn't want anything serious she wants to chase fun and she thinks pete thinks the same, and their relationship is all about having a good time. It is in no way serious. She is taking it day by day, and that is all that works for her right now. Pete shouldn't expect her to be his soulmate. She is not giving off those vibes. Like, who's the inside source that gave that detailed of a weird statement to Daily Mail? Wait, do you think that they're serious? I can't tell. Like, do you think well, she's taking it seriously? I'm I'm not sure based on uh, that statement. I don't... <laughs> but also, it's like, Pete's only... <laughs> Pete's only done over the clothes stuff. He has not felt a nipple fully skin to skin. It is always over the clothes. Like how detailed is that statement that like, that is so bizarre. And then if you're Pete Davidson, do you read that and go, oh man, I thought we were serious, but this inside source says it's not serious. I love how like every time a celebrity dates Pete Davidson, it's always like, they're just having fun. He makes her laugh. (laughs) He makes her laugh. Could you imagine if the source was said, this is the one Pete doesn't know it yet, but she is flipping out. She like almost hurt herself last week when he didn't call her, text her back. Like she is freaking out. You guys. Um, Hey, what's the deal with ice spice? Um, ice spice is, is cute and fun. I don't think that she's like the greatest rapper in the world. Um, but I think she's cute and fun. She's like hot. I think a lot of people have said that she 
benefits from pretty privilege because she's pretty. Same. Um, obviously. Yeah. Same with you, Ryan. You know what that's like. Yeah. Um, and then also I have seen, you know, black Twitter say that she has, you know, light skin privilege also. So I think, you know, people have argued that they're way more successful rapper or talented rappers. I mean, but her success has gotten from, you know, looking a certain way. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one to say that. I, I can't say whether or not someone has light skin privilege. Like, I don't know. I do think that she's pretty and she definitely has pretty privilege. And I don't know if she's like the greatest rapper in the world, but I like her songs. Well, so that's uh, why I mean, when you answer trying to explain Ice Spice, because I've seen some mixed things about her SNL performance, which I did watch because I like her music. Okay, so I mean, I watched both both songs and I've listened to her other songs that she's released. She, she doesn't have a full album yet. But I'm curious, I just, because I, she seems kind of bored on stage. She's like barely, like, it's not bad, but it's not, I, I mean, I wasn't like, oh my God. What I, I, I mean, I like her flow. It's a very different kind of flow. It's very laid back, but I, it, all the songs kind of seem the same to me. And I'm just so curious, even what Taylor Swift sees in Ice Spice, because Taylor Swift now seems to have taken an insane personal investment in Ice Spice from putting her on that one remix of that song, from Midnight's and then going with right. her to the MTV uh, Music Awards. And I'm just wondering, like, does Taylor get a, is this like Dre back in the day when he produced Eminem? Like what, what is going on? What does Taylor Swift know, maybe, even see? Maybe they're just like good friends. I don't I, know. I, I'm just, well, some people say it's an industry plant, which I never really, you know, adhere to one way or the other, because even if you're an industry right. plant, you still got to be liked by the public. Sometimes you're jammed down the public's that. throat. I don't, I don't get that when people say that about industry plants. They say that about um, like Olivia Rodrigo. They say that about Bobby Althoff, the podcast. Oh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even start with like her shtick. But people call her an industry plant, and I think she was literally just a TikToker before she started her podcast. A very like, successful TikToker. A very successful TikToker yeah, that I think. She had a followers and then started the podcast. So like, I don't, I don't think that makes sense to call someone an industry plant, at least in the context that I've seen it. Like, I don't really I, understand. I think what it is though, is that once they get that success on TikTok, they get with really good representation, like an agency or a manager. And she right. has really, Bobby Altoff has a great agent and that's who set this up. So if you want to call that an industry plant, that's fine. But that's why agents and managers are sometimes essential to moving you to that next level. And that's what Bobby Altoff, I think benefits from, but exactly. I just, I don't get, I mean, I don't, I just don't like Bobby Eltoff's shtick. Uh, it seems very sticky in it. I don't know how right. that goes on for an hour podcast when I can barely look at the clips of her just kind of pouty faced with a rapper, you know? Right, right. And then I think people were saying also, like, I thought it was her interview with Drake. Like, I thought it was funny. And then it's like, clearly this is a shtick. And then there were videos of her, you know, at, uh, I think it was a Drake Drake's, concert. Drake's concert like, looking oh, bored in the back at a strip club. At a strip club looking bored. So it's like, wait, is her whole shtick like uh, racist undertones and microaggressions? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and, and well, then, then I was on Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like super sweet and nice with Scarlett Johansson. So it's like, oh, that's not a good look <laughs> either. So like, I don't know. But I also know people that literally followed her on TikTok before the podcast. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's like... Again, it's like the word industry plant. I don't know. I don't know. And I think with Ice Spice, which by the way, my favorite fun fact about Ice Spice is that her birthday is January 1st, 2000. Oh, God. 
Oh God, she's only 23 years old. Oh my God. But like, I love that she has the perfect birthday. While my dad was freaking about freaking out about Y2K. <laughs> iSpice was born into the world when we thought we were going to lose all our computer systems. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. You <laughs> oh, that. you guys, I, I, I wish I had a podcast back then. It was, my friend actually did stockpile things. He was a Y2K-er that oh, actually- my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I found out a fun fact about Sophie's dad last night. He's on Reddit. Your your dad's a redditor, and I thought that was really? I did not expect that at all. I was so shocked to find out that your dad's on Reddit. Well, my dad doesn't even know what Reddit is. My dad's obsessed with the. Co- we were talking about it last night because there's a comedy podcast called Killed Tony, which I had never heard of. Me either. My, dad. yeah. my dad's obsessed with it. <laughs> He went to a live show where they had 3,000 people in the audience and was sitting front row and got like roasted. So he wrote a Reddit thread about or a Reddit post about it. And I thought it was funny. I wish I had taken your dad to Joey Gorga last night. He seems to appreciate stand up. He seems to appreciate live shows. Yeah, he, he does. Likes, he yeah. does. Um, That's okay. where I get my funny bone from. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm in how Jersey. Don't I'm worry fucking, about it. I'm trying to fuck Melissa. Come on. Hey. Um, Okay, so moving on to some Bravo, I wanted to talk about Southern Charm this week. We haven't talked about this in a second, and I truly, um, the last scene, especially when Shep was uh, borrowing his friend's house to serve pheasant and other um, accoutrement dishes with Craig and Paige and uh, Austin and Olivia and Taylor, what is your what is your take on Southern Charm this season and this past week's episode? I mean, I think it's, must-see TV, honestly. Like, I think it's been really good this season. Um, I think that it's, like, that's the whole, like, Olivia, Taylor, Austin, Shep thing is, like, good, genuine drama. Because, like, real poets are involved. And I think that, you know, seeing Shep play the victim is going to be infuriating to watch. But also, like, I kind of get it. But also it's like, you're a piece of shit, Shep. But also it's like, this is what Austin does. I think that Taylor also, you know, she should be more mad at herself for what she did to Olivia than what, I don't think she owed Shep anything. Um, so yeah, those but are my I, like quick and dirty thoughts. It, right it now. starts off over at Whitney's place and they all, like I said last week, they all just kiss Whitney's ass because he's yeah. a producer on the show and he's rich. And I always like, Whitney, look at me, uh, Whitney, am I funny? Take an interest in me, Whitney. The watch what crappens Whitney impression. What is it? Mother, mother, <laughs> do you need anything? <laughs> <laughs> So, so everyone I watch now, I'm just like, and now you have JT, and now you have JT who's like, mommy, 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 I'm so hungover, mommy, mommy. Um, but the the show starts where we ended last week, where Shep is like, you know, did you did you do anything with Taylor, my ex, and you know, and Austin's like, define define, you know, hooking up, and so it comes out that finally he admits that they did kiss. They did kiss, and uh, Shep's offended for all of, like, two minutes. Then he's like, come here, brother. It's okay. Like, he takes a complete 180, and this shows you how men are with other men of, like, I just can't believe you do that. But listen, you know, and, and they the kind of – what I kept thinking of was, like, the real loser here is the girl. 
you know, it's Taylor's the real issue here, not you, Austin. You're a stand-up guy. Thank you for being honest with me. Almost gets celebrated and hugged. And then at the end, we see this conversation between where Taylor finds out that Austin told Shep. Taylor and Shep talk, but then Austin has to have that conversation with Olivia because they both lied to Olivia. And then, of course, Craig and Paige are there, like, with their, like, gossip hats on, just loving this. But it's a mess. It is a complete mess. And... Austin is trying to sit there and act like he's the victim here that why won't why won't Olivia want to be friends with him after all this? Why would you ever yeah. want this person to be friends with you after this? Austin's such an idiot, but also like we called it that Taylor was lying to Olivia's face in that scene where she was wearing the yellow sweater. She and- said she said she's like swore on God. Like she's a godly woman. This is what I don't right. get. How do you lie if like I swear to God, I was checking out the Bible the other day. They have these like sin things or like the Ten Commands. One's like you don't lie. And so if she is right. like, why is she then lying? Like God is gonna be that's, livid. That's the really bad look. And the fact that she admitted that her and Austin were like, we need to get our story straight. Like that is a fucking bad look. And I could understand why Olivia would never trust you or want to speak to you ever again. Like, I just think, yeah, Taylor's fucked up. It's a toxic, I mean, uh, that's why it's a good reality show. It's a very toxic environment. They're all in this uh, place having beautiful pheasants, you know, over this guy's house who we've never met before. It seems like a really nice group. And it just seems like I felt like I was on acid where I was just like, this is so bizarre. This is so weird. And then then Austin's sitting there with his pout face on. But it's just another, like, it's just another girl where it would end up with Madison, Madison. Like, why are you doing this to me? Why can't you be friends with me? I think Olivia, it's the first time where I'm like, oh, good, Olivia. Like, you actually care about yourself. And this Taylor now. I've been proud of Olivia and how she's, like, handled this whole situation. She's been, like, you know, very mature about it. And then Miss Patricia is like, well, uh, Taylor sent Whitney a very imposing, very very provocative photo. And on the caption, it said, come one, come all. Taylor sending half nudes to Whitney? To Whitney. Did they show the photo, though? Like, I don't know if I believe that. But Taylor was on Watch What Happens Live afterwards, and Taylor said, well, it wasn't nude. It was, like, provocative. It was, like... But I was like, how do you even get to that point? Like, I mean, listen, I'm all for like women's rights. Like I loved when Katie Maloney said I was going to run a train through Schwartz and Sandy's to get back at Schwartz. Love that line. But like Whitney, Whitney's like pushing 60, like obviously well off. But like what, why is every, like they're sending him half nudes. Like what is Whit, Whitney doesn't even seem like he has like complete sentences. He says to these people, he just makes fun of them and he's getting half nudes. And also like. Why was Whitney showing that to his mom? Like, yeah. mom, check it out, mom. Mom, check, check it out, mom. Check it. Hey, hey, check it out. Smell my fingers, mom. Check it out. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, so Southern Charm, great this season. Great. Um, Real Housewives of New York will have its finale tonight. You've watched this season. Where are you at with this season? Yeah, I've actually really liked it. I would be cool with like bringing back the entire cast. And we don't know, Ryan and I were talking about this last night. Like, we don't know if Jenna will come back. She's made some comments that, you know, maybe insinuate that she's like one and done with Roni. But 
if we could have everyone back, I would be happy with that. Even Psy. I feel like everyone does hate Psy, but it makes for like good hate watching at this point. Yeah, I was telling so, Sophie, I, I was I'm re I read the book uh, "Not All Diamonds and Rose" by Dave Quinn. It's an oral history of the housewives, and now I'm listening to it on audiobook, and it's great because Amy Phillips does the narration and the characters' voices. It's awesome. But Andy Cohen has a quote in there saying, "Listen, you know, it's like when you when it's fun to hate somebody, we keep them, but when you start hate to hating somebody, like when you start hate hating somebody, like Lisa Rinna last season or." Vicky Gunvalson on her last season uh, a couple right. of years ago, that's when it becomes not fun and we want to consider taking them off. And listen, I don't enjoy disliking Cy, but I don't hate, hate Cy. And I think we've talked about Cy right. enough where she secured a position in season two because we have talked about her like she's the main thing that we talk about also because there's not much of a storyline. They've had this show go on too long for too many episodes. And now we're just in this side Jessel bullshit that Cy is never going to win because she's just so unlikable. She's so unlikable. And also it's like Jessel, there's nothing wrong with like, I get, you know, hijacking conversation or making conversations all about yourself. Like that's not great, but I don't think that's what Jessel is ever intentionally trying to do. I think that she's genuinely trying to relate and Sai is just like such a bitch and she's not funny she's not witty she's just like mean she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips did you follow Sai yeah. as an influencer before she was on this show no I had heard of her I definitely heard of like scout the city but I had never like followed her I can't even I mean I, it's, it's she started with pictures of her daughter that's how yes. she like got a following so that's also weird and then she was like, this daughter's getting too much attention. It's got to be just yeah. me. And then she started making it about herself. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Uh, are you watching that? Um. Yes. Yes. I can't. I feel like there was nothing like super interesting this past week. But this season in general has been amazing. Are, wait, I, I mean, I got to stop you right there because I'm sorry. I've never seen anything quite as good as Meredith Marks and her son with full ski goggles on driving yeah. to go right. snowshoeing. And he's like, let's go snowshoeing. And he's like, yeah, mom, let's do this. And, and then she's like, maybe you need to stretch out to put those snowshoes on. And he's like, mom, I'm getting stretched out just fine. Which I'm like, what? Like, is that a sex joke? Yeah. And then they put on the snowshoes and it's the most bizarre thing we see. We see Brooks Gallivan just hopping like a bunny rabbit in snowshoes back and forth where Meredith's like, <laughs> like it is so bizarre, but I, I love it so, so much. Funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Brooks. Also, Brooks. do you think Heather, do you think Heather Gay is making a horrible decision in trying to talk to Lisa Barlow about her son going on a mission just because Heather has huge problems with the church now because she's wrote a book called Bad Mormon and she's gone against the church, even though she was for the church when the show started. Do you think it's a bad decision to implant yourself in another? Um, Lisa Barlow is one thing, but to bring her son into this as well. I just think that's bad news. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's like just that's not a hill worth dying on or like a battle worth fighting. Yeah. I feel like just like, yeah, stay out of it. Um, Mary Cosby was on Watch What Happens Live after Salt Lake with Z-Way. Oh and it was a very so awkward, awkward half hour of television. But also, it's why Mary works in small. I know Mary a lot has a lot of haters, but I think she works really good in small doses on the show. Just like this week when she tormented a food service worker because they couldn't put her pizza in a box. But when you have her on a half hour Watch What Happens Live show, it was so awkward because Mary doesn't really 
you can't depend on her for like a full interview. You can't depend on her. And like Z-Way was just sitting there just giving her Z-Way looks and it wasn't really dynamic in any sort of way. Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable to watch. And also Mary, like made a comment body shaming Heather. Yeah, I said um, I didn't know they made a corset in that that big of a size. Sorry. Right. <laughs> that big of a size. Right. And it, yeah, she was like, I bet that's a fake Gucci corset because I don't think Gucci makes size 14 or something like that. It was just like so mean. Um, and yeah, I mean, Mary is just like not a good person, but is able to get away with it and get people on her side because she's so weird. Well, she's, that's like, that's, that's it. And the fandom does that. Fandom sometimes will love somebody that's like pure hearted and we root for. And then sometimes we love somebody because they're such a mess. I love that we all pre and her castmates all pretend like Mary's like a, um, a clear, like clear thinking person. Like Meredith will be like, Oh Mary, it's so funny what you said. It's very true. Mary, Mary never makes sense at all. Like at all. And we all pretend like she's like, I mean, I'm good with pretending, but we all know it's a, like, we all know we're pretending that she's like, we all know she's a horrible person at the end of the day. We all know that. Right. Exactly. So, but, but it, she gets a pass because she's like funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jax Taylor is back with his new House of Villains on E! And I think we both watched this. And what did you, what did you think of House of Villains on E? I wasn't super into the premiere. Like, I'm going to keep watching it. And obviously, it's fun to see, you know, New York and Omarosa and Johnny Fairplay and Jax and, you know, all of these iconic Corinne from The Bachelor. Like, so many, like, iconic villains. Um, but I just, like, was not super into the premiere. I'm going to give it, like, another chance. And I loved all, like, the flashbacks of all of, including Jax's, like, flashback montage. Yeah, I mean, uh, you really see how powerful... Jackson, a lot of these people are when you look at their like highlight reel, like you would a sports player about their like great thing. Like Jax really did provide so much insane entertainment. He did. He did. And I mean, we're thankful for that. Yeah, we are. We are indebted in a way. And that's why we've let him back on reality television, I guess. No. But um, no, it's like a really high concept. And it was really nice. Like it was fun seeing like I'm trying I forget her name now, the girl from Bad Girls Club that was like, wake up with the dishes. I used to watch oh, Bad no. Girls Club all the time. I'm forgetting her name, but she's amazing. But after that initial excitement wears off, I kind of was like the second half of the episode, I was kind of like, eh. So I'm curious to see if it has legs in the the upcoming episodes to see if it actually can take off and if they yeah. do some insane things to each other. But it was nice to see these people. I just, I'm curious if it can actually be a and series that we enjoy. It was Joel McHale hosting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do love Joel McHale. Love Joel McHale. Did you ever used to watch he, The Soup when you were a kid? I loved, I, oh my God, oh, I loved. Me and my dad loved that. Yeah, same. Me and my dad loved it. And I would yeah. be like, laugh. that was like the first show that I remember like laughing out loud at. And I appreciated his nod of like, I used to make fun of you guys on my show, The Soup. Like he definitely <laughs> would. Like this was like the early. Oh yeah. He, he, he used to talk about reality show clips. They would do housewives clips. Yeah. They would do all this. And he was just so good with his deadpan and his delivery. Like I, I loved him so much on that show. I remember Denise Richards, colon, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
my God. So House of Villains, it's on E! It's rerunning all the time. There'll be a new episode on, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday. So check that out. I'm curious to see if that goes any uh, further. I do want to give a recommendation to Sophie. We talked about this last night. I know she's not watching it. The Golden Bachelor on ABC is so uh, it's three episodes in now they're only hour-long episodes so you can binge it they're not two-hour bloated other bachelor franchise episodes and it's this man gary who's 73 years old trying to find love again and he talks he's like i'm gary i'm so sincere with everything she's got such a kind heart he's got such a nice light voice and he's so sincere and it, I, I've bought into it so hard but then this week there's starting to be tension with the ladies there's this lady Kathy and Kathy is like Kathy's causing problems Kathy's like don't fuck with me and you see like it's so it's just it's I I, I need to watch it I need to oh, watch it's so, it. so good and I like kind of just stopped. I I'm not even watching Bachelor in Paradise, which is like a first for me. I just don't care anymore about Bachelor, Bachelor at Bachelor in Paradise. But Golden Bachelor has gotten like four, apparently four times the ratings so far than the last season of The Bachelor. So they're definitely going to keep doing it. They're going to because do we like want something new. Like I, yeah. I think we we like this is what I think it needs to reinvigorate things like The Bachelor is try something new. Right. Like I am so much more willing for people that like I'm so much more willing to get lost in a story of people that are older trying to find love that have been in love in the past and lost love. To me, that's fascinating. Like I cry at least right. one time each episode. I laugh a bunch. I, I'm sad when it's over, and I can't say enough good things. And then even this week, one of the he had this beautiful date with this older lady, went really good, and then the next morning the lady had to go back home and leave because her daughter there was like problems and it was like this beautiful goodbye where I was like no don't leave each other no it was and Gary was like it's such a tough process and he was like trying to it 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 was so emotional for me but I loved it so much yeah and they're not all trying to be like influencers you know no yeah no can you imagine like all these ladies start selling tummy tea on their Instagrams (laughs) or do or do like I'm Erica Jane. I didn't take Ozempic. It's hormone pills. Hormone. <laughs> um, okay. What? Hey, real quick. What's uh? Hey, what's the deal with Jada Pinkett Smith? Um, we are. We know too much about her. She thinks we care. Well, I mean, the audacity. The the. You know, we can't diagnose anybody, obviously, but there seems to be a level of narcissism with Jada Pinkett Smith in particular that she's made us aware of that it is so fascinating. So she's promoting this new autobiography of her life where she is now, I mean, like she she has now revealed that her and Will Smith have been separated the last seven years. They have not even been together since 2016. Like what? And then she's throwing Will under the bus even more. So when that slap happened, she's like, I was just shocked because Will said wife and we haven't called each other husband and wife in quite a long time. I'm like, that's what you were shocked about? Like he went on his biggest night of his life and slapped somebody supposedly in your defense. And by the way, Will Smith's a complete idiot for doing that of his own accord. But it does set up this situation where it seems like Jada potentially plays mind games with everybody in her life. Right. It's like, why were you guys like... Why was why were you his date then? Yeah, why you shouldn't go then to the big? Why do you get to go to the big events if you're not going to actually be? And then she keeps saying, "Well, I just I know divorce wasn't an option. Divorce is an option. Divorce is literally an option. It is legal to divorce in this country." <laughs> 
Yeah. And then she's also talking about like Tupac. Also, she says that Tupac had alopecia. Yeah, she goes, Pac didn't want anybody to know, but he had horrible alopecia. I'm like, maybe Pac still doesn't want people to know. Like, yeah, maybe Pac doesn't want people to know. And then it was like, I, I tweeted this yesterday. I was like, you know, Tupac, he said, Tupac is the love of my life. We never hooked up, but he is the love of my life. And I'm like, dude, this dude faked his own death to get the fuck away from you. You're probably this intense with everybody in your life. And they're all potentially scared of you. <laughs> and we don't love her the way that we loved Will Smith. Like we, I always appreciated Jada Pinkett Smith, but there's not been a performance where I've always been like, okay, Matrix or this or that. Like she's always popped up. I've always heard like, you know, she did a heavy metal band at one point. I remember her on Stern talking about that. She's been through like so many things, the red table talk, of course. But I just think the thought of family is number one, divorce isn't an option, but now I'm going to air all of our dirty laundry out there for the most part. And embarrass Will all over again after he took a huge hit on his career that in some ways he will never fully recover from. I just think, does anybody have eyes on Will Smith? Is Will Smith okay? Um, I feel like no. No, there's no way. Yeah, no. Poor guy. And Will Smith did an autobiography a couple years ago before the Chris Rock thing. And like, none of this is in there. It wasn't like we've been separated yeah, like, for seven years. It wasn't like my wife battles with alopecia. Like he's even kept Pac secrets. And also he like definitely thought they were, they were like still together and husband and wife for the past seven years. Yeah. Well, by the way, he had to find it out from Daily Mail, just like Madeline Klein no. and Pete Davidson. Like, uh, you always will love Will, but it is uh, definitely not serious. It is not the love of her life. Tupac Shakur is the love of her. Like, imagine saying all this shit. Like, why are you saying all the quiet personal family stuff that we shouldn't be hearing out loud? Like, there's even a moment where I love to know everything where I don't want to know this. Like, I do not want this in my head. I know. It's like just too much. It's too much, Jada. Um, we were also we're talking last night. We're tapping out of your stream of consciousness. <laughs> Sophie was really enjoying the music on the way back in the Uber. And you were really singing along mm -hmm. to the ones. Well, who was that one song by? It was the You're five seconds of summer. You look so perfect standing there in my American apparel underwear. <laughs> and I'm so done. I'm down. I, I thought it was going to affect my Uber rating or something because I was like, this is you're really getting into it. And then I was thinking about music and we were talking also last night that not to bring it back to Taylor Swift, but you are not probably going to go see the era's movie in the movie theater. OK, like I I will watch it eventually when it's on streaming. But I just don't understand. Like, I will, because I didn't get to see her on tour because I didn't have, like, $1,200 for a yeah. ticket. You know? Or. Um, poor. Um, but I just don't fully understand why people want to go to the movies to see a concert. And I've said that before. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, pay money for it, you know? No, I mean, listen, I will go see it. I wish I would. I mean, I had to go see Joey Gorga instead. Joey Gorga was my eras. I was up there dancing in a circle with other uh, Joey Gorga stand-up fans. I was like throwing friendship bracelets at Joey Gorga. Um, but it is, you know, it, the reason I, I read this yesterday, last night, and, it, you know, was that everybody was making fun of, including me in a way, I just said it looked like Midsummer. as all the girls in a line, like freaking out, dancing, like standing up in the movie theater. And yeah. then I was reading this other thing that made a lot of sense of like, and I preach this a lot of like, well, listen, if people are fucking having a good time, it must've been the time of their lives. Like I want people to have the time of their life. Like 
who cares what right. we think right. of this? Like, go have the best time of your life. It was probably yeah. in that moment an amazing experience. But when we see it, like we put everything on film now and then we dissect it, make fun of it. And that's like, we were talking about Twitter sometimes being a cesspool. It's just like this wave of negative emotion when those people in the video didn't know they were being filmed, having the time of their life and good for them. And you want to encourage people to do that. You don't want people to be like, oh shit, is this going to wind up on TikTok? Like is somebody filming right. me from afar? Yeah. Let, let girls have hobbies. Like, girls, let me have hobbies. I'll do this. And, wait, I love the tweet that was like, if this were 19, or not 19, like, when was the Salem Witch Trials? <laughs> I think it was like 1943. I don't know. Yeah, if this was like the 1400s in Salem, Massachusetts, they'd be burned at the stake. <laughs> witches. They're witches, you guys. <laughs> By the way, I watched, did you see that TikTok video of, or maybe Instagram about the lady saying Lana Del Rey uh, is like inspiring witchcraft and then had like this thing in the audience and Lana Del Rey was like, dude, what is your problem? You are like coming off like a gremlin and not even the good kind. Like people have way too much time on their hand if they're making videos about Lana Del Rey concerts and inspiring witchcraft. Like what is going on in your personal life that this is now something that you take time to do is make a video That's about Lana so Del Rey. funny to think about like Lana Del Rey. She just like does not, she's not that, <laughs> she's like she's the most singer songs. She has shifts at like the Waffle House. She's yeah, not like. She's she did a photo of all the vapes she's gone through in the last year. It was like this mountain of vapes. Like that's what Lana Del Rey is like interested in and singing her like beautiful like songs and like the witch. Like guys, get a fucking hobby. My God. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, as we start winding down here, you guys, I'm trying to see what else is going on. Oh, Kardashians. We got to talk about the Kardashians. You're not watching this season. I am. And I am loving this season because it's just off the walls insanity. It is now propaganda. The last Tristan couple of episodes, propaganda. Tristan propaganda. They are trying to get, and I will tell you this last episode, two weeks ago, Chloe was like, listen, it's not happening. I'm never going to get back together with him. And they have this scene where she's explaining that to him. But then this episode at the end, there was like this clever talking head that was uh, thrown in there where Chloe was like, listen, I can't tell you what five to 10 years is going to be like. I'm like, there it is. You are with him. You mother, you are with him. You are like, they're literally trying to loosen our thoughts and morals. This is my Lana Del Rey witchcraft video. They are soft launching a Tristan Chloe thing. And slow, and then next episode will be like, Hey, who knows what's going to happen in one to two years? I don't know. And then the next episode will be like, we're back together. This guy is not going to move out of her house. He's like, and then Kim's like, Oh, he's such a good guy. He's taking my kids clothing shopping. Do you know how easy, do you know how easy it is? I, I'll take your kids clothes shopping. Of course he's going to kiss right. your ass, your Kardashians. What about his, his other son and the other yeah. child? The one you didn't meet. How good of a dad? You're like, she's yeah. such a good father. Not to the one he hasn't met. Exactly. Exactly. It's propaganda. But do you know how easy it would be nice it would be to be nice to the Kardashians' faces? To be like, what do you want? Do you want me to go to like Wendy's for you? Like, what do you what do you need? Like, let me go run out and do whatever you need. It is so bizarre that they can't even realize when they're being played. And they're always played by the men in their lives. Corey Gamble has a scene with Chris Jenner going, I just hope, I hope these kids can work it out, Chris. And Chris is like, I gotta have another talk with you. He's like, Yeah, have another talk with Chloe. I'm like, how about minding your fucking business and just stay on 
your yacht that you don't have to pay for at all with Chris. Like, mind your business. Like, what is it with this society that we literally, from Southern Charm to Kardashians to Vanderpump Rules, we encourage cheating. Like, we truly, if you're a woman out there, you will be cheated on and you better be okay with it. And you better give those men a second chance. And a oh third chance. God. And it's a fourth chance. It's just no self-respect. And also the Kardashians being obsessed with having the same baby daddy, ironically enough, because they all have half-siblings. Like, they're obsessed with having the same baby daddy, but Courtney's finally, like, breaking that. She's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to have a child with a different man. That's okay. Like, good for her. Yeah, but Courtney's weird, too. Like, Courtney has her own weirdness, but at least she's, like, realizing the toxicity of that potential family environment for her. And then we right. had Scott Disick was back. He was like, oh, I've gained so much weight since my accident. Like, he was like, Clojo. And then next week, we have Scott in a scene where they're setting him up on, like, a speed dating. So we're now back to, like, those weird Scott subplots. Like, Scott's always, like, he just wants to be on the show. So they'll be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Nobody really, like, nothing's really going on. Why don't we do you with, like, a mime? Or why don't we do you doing, like, your art Vanderlei fake art? So now he's going to do speed dating next week. But it seems like Scott's potentially not in a good way right now. He's put on a little bit of weight, he says. Um. Okay, well, praying for Scott. Pray, pray, praying prayers for praying Disick, for, you guys. Praying for peace. Praying for Scott Disick. And you know what? I just thought of this. Chris is probably livid because it did not work with trying to get Courtney back with Scott. So she's like, I will not fail twice. Chloe will be back with Tristan. That's so... Chris Jenner is the worst fucking mother in the <laughs> entire world. Like, I love you, Chris. By the way, if you li I love you. Uh, that's Sophia. I love you. I think you're hot. Um, I'm willing to... She is a known daddy. <laughs> Well, well, by the way, Chloe calls her out on cheating on her dad in next episode. So I'm I, I'm so curious about the production on this and how much they know. Like, they have to know what the scene's going to be about. So I'm oh, really yeah. curious. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all executive producers. So, yeah. Oh, did you see this? Meta now has introduced these AI profiles with celebrities. Oh God, and so Kendall, Kendall Jenner is one of them. So Kendall Jenner is going to be one of the AI. I forgot her character name, but Billy. it's Kendall Jenner. It's Billy. 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 Yeah, Billy. she's like, hey, guys, it's Billy. I'm here to talk about whatever you want, whenever you want. So just, yeah, let's hang out. Or like something like that. What if Billy winds up to be so much more exciting than Kendall and they replace Kendall with AI <laughs> Billy on the show? They're like, and by the way, Kendall's not dating Bad Bunny. It's AI Billy. It's Billy. Billy's like, Bad Bunny, I can touch you in ways you never knew existed. You know? And Kendall's like, I have no idea. I can't, I can barely walk on a stage. <laughs> um. Oh, and then finally, uh, we also talked about this. Caitlyn Jenner did a like some kind of docu-series that I've got to watch. I don't know what it's on, but I saw this TikTok video where it blew me away where the producer of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Caitlyn, I guess, had a conversation before Caitlyn transitioned to Caitlyn. And Caitlyn was like, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about doing a story about me transitioning. And he, uh, the producer was like, yeah, do it on the show. We'll handle it in a really nice way. And she's like, well, I don't know what Chris will think about that. Maybe you should ask her. And the producer calls Chris Jenner and is the first person to let Chris Jenner know that Caitlyn is like Bruce transitioned to Caitlyn. Chris, Chris did not know that she was transitioning and had to be told by a producer. And the producer was like, wait a sec. 
this isn't the first time you're hearing about this. And Chris like broke down on the phone. This Caitlin tricked the pretty Yeah, where'd you tell Chris? Yeah, see if she's cool with it, baby. Yeah. Like, can you yeah, believe that? Yeah, baby, yeah. just do it. Work your magic. Could you imagine finding out that out about like somebody you're married and have kids with that you find out from a producer of keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it really, it truly is in. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You did it. You you took the bait. Now I'm, I'm home free. But now Caitlyn's like really, Caitlyn, you can tell like every time they leave the Kardashian orbit, there's like, you can tell when they want to get back in in some way, they start revealing secrets. Like Caitlyn yeah, Jenner. it's always the same thing. It's always the same like cycle where Caitlyn Jenner will be like, the Kardashians don't speak to me anymore, except <laughs> Chloe sometimes. Caitlyn, by the way, next week, Caitlyn's going to be like, you know, Chris has always battled with alopecia, a very bad alopecia. And, you know, the true love of my life was Notorious B.I.G. Uh, you know, Biggie, he struggled with alopecia as well. Yeah, love of my life. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, oh guys, good news. Madonna took the stage in London for her, um, her celebration tour, which is, you know, supposed to cover her entire career it was over a 30 song set. And supposedly the, like I saw some of the videos, the reviews look good. It looks like she got some of the filler um, out of her face. And I'm so happy because she had such a health scare where she did almost die like four or five months ago. So it looks like this show is good. So congratulations to Madonna. I mean, I love when like, I just hate when pop stars that are so historical, they, I want them to keep that kind of like sense of like Madonna meant so much in the eighties and the nineties. Right. And, you know, I, I don't, I, I want those people to stay successful. And you see with like pop singers and pop stars from Prince to Michael Jackson, that it really does seem to take a toll. And I thought Madonna really truly was going to pass like five months ago. And it was going to be another kind of pop star, iconic eighties tragedy, but it looks like her show went great. So I, good for her. Good. Good for Madonna. Good for Madonna. Um, Sophie, what's going on with you this week? What are you What are you watching? Any recommendations? You did recommend something to me. I was going to say that um, I recommended some stuff that I've watched recently to Ryan. So I'm going to tell you guys that we binge watched um, the Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix, and it was so fun. It was really good. <laughs> um, highly recommend that. It's a good binge watch, and it's like a spooky season, you know. And then also the movie Reptile on Netflix with Benicio Del Toro, Alicia Silverstone playing his wife, and then also Justin Timberlake for some reason. But it was really good. I Is really Timberlake good in it? He's, I mean, he's, he's like the weak, the weakest actor probably in the whole movie. The acting was really great besides just, I mean, he was fine. He was okay. Well, see, uh, my, um, I, you're the second person that saw it because my friend Marissa told me about this movie as well. And I just put it together. It's the same movie. But like I always so get good. I always get tricked with Netflix though because I, I asked you, I was like, is this a new movie? Because sometimes Netflix will like promote a movie from like 12 years ago that I've never no, heard of. It's new. it's new. And it's also with um the guy from Uncut Gems who plays like the brother-in-law. Oh, you know who I'm uh, Yeah, yeah. The Adam Sandler movie. I'm not but really great movie, in my opinion. Don't listen to the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Um, and then also, I know this is a probably not the greatest time to watch Munich from 2005, but Ooh. I, I know I watched Munich for the first time 
Um, this week we rented on Amazon Prime for four dollars. Another great movie. I'd never seen it before. Munich is an amazing Steven Spielberg movie. Eric Bana, which we then looked up Eric Bana in the car last oh God, night. Where to find did out he what go? He disappeared. He's such a good actor, and he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Where is he? He's so yeah. fucking sexy. Yeah. Where did he go? Yeah, I know, but Munich is a really great, intense movie. Uh, ben Kingsley's in it as well. It's just an insane, insanely good cast. Daniel Spielberg. Craig. Yeah, Spielberg's at the, Oh, I forgot Daniel Craig's in that too. My yeah. God. Um, oh, wait, sorry. It started, but uh, Love is Blind, really quickly. Thoughts. A Love is Blind this season. Oh, I forgot yeah. to say. Because, by the way, this now the reunion will have happened tonight, Sunday night. I've seen it. And Izzy is on the show this week. Uh, what did you think overall, really quickly? <laughs> Izzy has two marbles in his brain. <laughs> He's just not, he, there's not a lot going on up there. I'm excited to listen to you and Izzy and also to watch the reunion. Um, I'm very surprised about Lydia and Milton. Um, Dude, this Milton, not- like he comes out of the reunion. He's talking like, so. he's so well thought out and well mannered. And like, I was just like, Dude, he's like this young guy, but he's like spitting, like, 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 just like, I was so impressed with Milton at the reunion. I'm excited. And apparently Uche doesn't show up. Yeah, he does not show up. Probably a good thing because he probably just would have hijacked every conversation like Shake did back in the day. Yeah, I think Um, Uche will probably announce a podcast this week, I would imagine. Yeah, he's getting red pilled for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a weak season because there were only two couples, but I think that both couples had very, like, fascinating dynamics. Um, Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess this season. Yeah, it was a mess for sure. Well, somebody told me there's two couples that did get engaged that we didn't even see on the show. Yeah, so there's, I mean, I don't know what the other ones were, but Renee and Carter, and if you watch the wedding dress fitting episode... Renee is there because she is getting fitted for a wedding dress or she's looking for a wedding dress and they like Franken, what do they call it when they Franken edit? Franken, they Franken edit. So it's like my mom, Lydia's like, my mom's here, my sister, Renee. And then it's <laughs> for why Renee is there, but apparently Renee and Carter got engaged, made it all the way to the altar. And then none of it made it on the show. I think because it turns out that maybe there was something like maybe borderline abusive with with Carter. I don't know. That's that's what it was because they literally had another couple to show, but then didn't, which is weird because they only ended up having two couples, which is just, they didn't even have the bachelor. You know how they always have the bachelor and bachelorette parties. They didn't even have that. Like it was, I felt like they rushed them to that wire. They're like, get in here. And I like how the weddings on love is blind. They have to talk to the audience a lot. They're like, what's up everybody. It's crazy. We're all here. Right. Like, like at my wedding, I did not like, like make asides to the audience. When Stacy's like, it's a lot of dress, y'all. Yeah. Stacy and Izzy are like trying to play with the Izzy's like, thanks guys for being yeah. here. And then my other favorite thing that Izzy said was that you hit me like a train out of left field. Yeah, you hit me. I was so confused when I heard that because I was like, wait, I've heard that. Is that really this? And I thought I was like, am I having a stroke? Because I was like, I can't. I, I, that sounds so familiar, but that's not the correct saying, right? He's mixing, he's mixing metaphors, but also like, yeah, why is there a train on the baseball field? Yeah, it's like, what's going on in these baseball games? Well, I was pissed when he said the Titanic thing when he was like, I want to love like the movie Titanic. I was watching it at the gym the other day and i'm like you did not get to the end of that movie he fucking dies and she doesn't share that like big piano lid with him you like what are you what do you want to love like the titanic you want to die you want to die in an ocean like is he like wake up man 
in a wealthy woman and a poor yeah, boy. Well, I want to do an Irish jig in the bottom of a boat. Um, uh, <laughs> hopefully, I would love to see AI Billy on next season of Love is Blind. Like, I hope yeah. uh, Meta gives AI Billy a chance on all these shows. AI Billy. AI Billy is going to be a new waiter at uh, Tom Tom next season. Anyways, uh, Sophie's going to the Jets game. Uh, she'll keep us posted if she sees Taylor Swift. I'm hoping she yes, does. I it will. would be, be, look out, you guys. be great worry. if you guys are at a restaurant with Taylor and Travis late, uh, later. Um, Sophie, anything that uh, to promote this week? Anything that you'd like to say? Just me. Just me. Follow me. Just me. And uh, yeah, don't hate. And uh, we love you guys. Bye. Love you. Okay, folks, welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. We have somebody that I have been fascinated with because the show he is on has captured all of our imaginations over this last month because it asked the question, is love blind? This is a social experiment taken to the next level of potentially falling in love with your mate without ever seeing them. Now, I just watched the finale and the reunion, and I was completely wrong with my guesses on what would happen, and I need to talk to this man about his experience. You know him. You love him. Izzy Zapata from Love is Blind season five. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm 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 mad, Izzy. I'm mad. I watched the finale and I got to ask, how are you doing? It did not work out with Stacy. And I was really I did not predict that. I thought Milton, it wasn't going to go his way. How are you doing? Are you good? I'm good now. I'm good now. I would say then I was devastated for sure. Uh, I was not, you know, expecting the no. I mean, it kind of was, but kind of wasn't. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's always heartbreaking to get told no, you know, especially at the altar. So, but I'm good now. <laughs> I mean, you seemed good at the reunion as well. And it's, uh -huh. you say you and Stacy are friendly or, I mean, I imagine that's weird when we throw all our perspectives, the audience's perspectives into this, uh -huh. you know, how that changes and affects a relationship. The biggest question every girl wants to know that has talked to me, are you still dating that person you're talking about in the reunion? Uh, yes, I am. I, yeah, we're still dating. We're happily dating. Um, yeah, man, life's great. She's an amazing girl. <laughs> now, did you ask her to be in the pods before you actually saw her as well? Or did you see her first? A <laughs> uh, uh, first date set up a pod for a uh, sort of date. <laughs> just kidding. No, we actually met very organically through mutual friends. It was very unexpected. Um, which I loved. And yeah, it's just been history since then. Like our first date, which was crazy, was actually we ran into Stacy and her date <laughs> at a cooking I, class. Dude, is that story real? Because you say it on the reunion. And I was like, I would have given up dating for the rest of my life at that point. It just oh was like, wow. Yeah, it was very real. It was, uh, so what happened was I, you know, I meet this girl with a group of friends. I was like, all right, I want to take you out. And she's like, I really want to do this cooking class. I was like, sweet. I booked it right then and there. So we go and we have, we have like her and I are both a couple of classes of wine deep before the class. And it's like a BYOB kind of thing. And so we walk in and immediately I just hear Stacy's laugh. And I was like, no fucking way. So I go and I look around the corner and I was like, oh my God, it's Stacy. She's there with her date. So I'm like, man, like now I have to go tell this girl, like my ex, not just any ex, but my ex fiance 
from Love is Blind is here. So I go and I tell her, and she was a champ. She's like, let's do it. I don't care. She's like, it doesn't bother me. So we go in. So the chef is actually comes out and is like, all right, guys, there's going to be a name tag. Y'all's name tags are going to be on the table. Go look for your name. Um, and y'all are going to be uh, paired off at, with a different couple. So sure enough, we walk in, and what do you know? All four of our names are at the same table. <laughs> and so we end up, we're all cooking paella together. Um, it's a bit Was there awkward. a cook-off? Were you guys like trying to challenge each other with who could pick, cook the <laughs> best like, paella? Kitchen. Yeah, chef. Um, <laughs> no, but we're actually in a group, and we had to like we all took turns cooking with the one dish for our uh, for our table. So it was pretty awkward, but funny at the same time. It's crazy to like think about and laugh at it now but what a first date right i mean you are so much more emotionally immature than i am i mean i I, that story shocked me on the reunion um Mm -hmm. izzy after going through this experiment why do you think us the audience we are so intrigued and fascinated by this and it just kind of captures our imagination why do you think that is um because love is blind and honestly in my opinion it's an amazing show and an amazing way to date um we're in a very superficial world nowadays and i'm sure you know and that's how it was for me like you know i would date a lot but it, you know it's all about looks or your financial status or things like that so when you take all that away um and you have just that only based on an emotional connection it's such a beautiful thing. It's a very pure thing. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people love this show. Um, and just to kind of see, like, you face real-life scenarios. You know, you're living with the person. You're meeting the parents. And, you know, just situations that you would face as a married couple, you kind of have condensed in one month while planning a wedding at the same time. Uh but I think the concept of it is like, you know, is love truly blind to date emotionally? Like, I think it's great. And I would 120% do this show again. So you don't wake up in cold sweats, like having nightmares every night about being back in the pods. <laughs> I will say I did for a while when I, when I got back home. Um, but now, no, it was honestly a great experience. I loved it. I had a blast doing it. I mean, you know, thank you for sharing. And, it, you know, it, it you do have these moments even within the pods or being able to talk about your experience. I mean, you talked about Johnny, about your experience with your, your dad uh, growing up. And there are these moments that I think we really relate to you. And that's why we cheer on these people. But then there are certain things that the audience sees. Like, listen, man, you have been taken to task for how you pack a bag, for how oh, you yeah. pack luggage. I mean, <laughs> and I pack the same way. I pack the same way. I didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> oh god dude i've gotten that the paper plates um obviously the way <laughs> i handled the johnny scenario at the barbecue like and and that was disgusting but um you know we make mistakes we learn from them i apologize you know with that but i mean at the end of the day we are human and you get to see like our vulnerable sides like we are is a very real for what you see yeah, I know. I mean, I will say, and that's why your my heart immediately went out after you made this beautiful speech in the finale and she's speaking. And then I'm like, wait a sec. Wait, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And I was so confused. And I, it seems like you were, you know, at the reunion that you guys left that day and then you guys didn't talk for a couple of days. And that mm-hmm. part blew my mind of what you must have been going through in those moments after being like, at the hip, you know, stuck with each other. I mean, that must've just been such a weird time for you. Uh, I mean, how did you even get through that part of the time? Cause you throw cameras into this as well. Yeah, it was difficult, man. Like 
in those days in between, we would check in like just a quick text or two every day for like a mental health check. We knew we needed some time to just let the dust settle. It was just so much. We we're emotionally drained. Um, and I wanted to respect her time. Um, but I think maybe like once you hit one's day or two, like, and if you're really in love with that person, like you're like, man, I want to be around you. This is the time I need to be around you, you know? And, um, and we didn't have that. So I was kind of like, you know, losing it a little bit. I will say like, it was tough, very tough. Did you watch back these episodes? Have you watched the full season? I have. Yeah. It's very, Um, watching the ending episodes is very emotional for sure. Were you able to take joy in watching Milton and Lydia's story? Yes. I like didn't know because like obviously we're all filming at the same time. So you're so worried about, you know, you and your partner. You don't even think of like the outside. And I'm just so happy for them and proud of them, especially Milton being the youngest dude of the cast and how he has handled himself in so many scenarios where a lot of people would have lost it. It was very uh, awkward. He was so well composed and I'm just like super proud of him. Um, and I'm super happy for them. I mean, this guy comes in at the reunion. He impresses Nick Lachey. Like Milton yeah. is speaking at like a maturity level of some, like my grandpa or somebody. Yeah, and I was exactly. like, what is this guy doing? And I just thought that was amazing. And then to compare it to, and you guys seem to all have stories about Uche who, mm. you know, really, I know he had his own story, but it was mm. interesting even hearing at the reunion, how he was like texting Milton. He was texting this. I just think it's so interesting to how, how the show really presents everybody and the kind of their true selves will kind of leak out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy as far as with like the Uche stuff. I had no idea any of that stuff was going on and I didn't even get involved with it very much. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, like once the reunion came, everyone just does everything out there. So, um, one story that gets brought up at the reunion, which I was also cracking up about was Johnny is that these Houston bars that you keep talking about, you guys all met up and there was a potential to see where it went. You might have made out in your truck and then decided, you know what, we're, 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 we're okay, but we're not romantic partners. What was going through your mind at that time, Izzy? Oh, God. So how originally that started was we were all out the cast. And so I see Johnny out and I just wanted to apologize for the behavior at the barbecue. Like I hadn't had the chance to talk to her or anything like that. So I saw her. We pulled her I pulled her aside. We had like an hour conversation by ourselves outside. Um, so I apologize about that. She apologized and kind of cleared up, you know, the Chris and I situation on like what she told him and told me. So cool. We squashed it and we kind of moved on. And then we're just kind of like sitting there. The drinks are flowing and, you know, they're <laughs> vibing and the chemistry's there. So, you know, we're just like, you know, why not? Kind of just see where it goes. Got to go with the flow. Um, yeah. Next thing you know, we're making out in my Jeep. Um, Izzy, wait, who makes the first move though? Do you go in first or does she go in first for the kiss? Oh, I did. For sure. <laughs> I did. I went up for the kill. Uh, but then, yeah, so like after that, we hung out a couple of times and stuff, but I think like we both just understood we were, we were good. Um, I was not over Stacy. Like it was just too soon to, for me today, the same with her. Like she couldn't get over the fact of like, you know, me telling her no in the pods. And then her and Chris had just, you know, split. So she was still sad from that. So we were just like, you know what? We're good friends. We both need the time to heal before we even give anybody, uh, you know, the chance. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
after this experience, I think a lot of people are wondering what's next for you. Like, what mm. has this brought you? Are there opportunities presented to you that like, I didn't think I could do this, but maybe it might be fun. Will we yeah. be seeing you on our television again? Um, I don't know. I would love to. Um, but as far as like, if an opportunity comes, I would love to take it. I mean, um, I think more so right now, you know, mental health, I obviously have, you know, a new girlfriend and I just want to be present now, especially with all this madness. Like I really just want to relax and be present and just honestly travel a lot more. That's planning what I plan on doing here. Um, probably within the next year or two, like I just got my, you know, my passport. So I got to, you know, use up all the pages on that thing. <laughs> well, I mean, we, I mean, we had asked, did you, did you get your first credit card? Do we, do we have the credit card? Now? Is everything? Yeah. I've been working on the credit. We got the credit card going. <laughs> like Everything's just looking up from here. Uh, the sky is the limit for Izzy. Uh, take us back as we start winding down here. Take us back to the beginning of what possessed you or what was going through your mind when the application process started to even give yourself over to such a wild experiment. What was truly going through your mind and how soon did you go, you know what, I really might be able to find the love of my life here? Yeah, um, it was crazy to the whole process. It's a long process. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get chosen for this. Like, and then I do, and going into it, I was like, all right, there's no way this is really going to work. Like, it's TV, you know, and <laughs> then I get there, and Chris, the creator of the show, comes in and gives us a talk every morning, like, before we get our dating day started, and I just, like, followed his advice. Like, when he talked to us the first day, I was like, you know what? I'm here. I have all, my full undivided attention, I'm going to go ahead and submit myself to this experiment and see if it works. And that's what I did. And I went in, you know, balls to the wall with it and ended up with a fiance and it, it, it does work. Like love is blind. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, I, I want the unedited pod footage. Like I want to yeah. know every awkward pause. I want to know everything. Cause we get to see it in these quick glimpses and uh -huh. I know it's so much more intense for you guys, but I'm like, Netflix, please release the unedited pod footage because I want to see every like just all those like awkward pauses going in there before, you know, you settle, not settle before you decided Stacy was the one. And we saw obviously your interactions with Johnny. But what was it like going in there with some of the women that you just felt zero connection with? You know, how did you get through those time periods in the pod? Uh Obviously, you have to. So how I went in and what my mindset was is even if I felt like, it, you know, someone maybe it was not your type, like just be open minded, like just be open minded, ride it out. You never know. Like people could surprise you because that's what happened with Stacy. Like day one, Stacy was like my number eight. I was like, oh, cool girl. Um, don't care if I don't really talk to her again or not. And just like as you, you're getting to know these people. Um, it's like, boom, you, a connection just kind of come out of nowhere. It's hard at the beginning, you know, because like, you don't know how that other person is. Some people have their walls up and, you know, but then you, you discover sides of them and it's like, holy shit, like I really am into you. So, um, so yeah, just, you got to write it out. Did you watch any of this series with, uh, your, your, your new lady in your life? Did you ever watch this with her? Um, not with her. We did see like on the release day, we, my friends had like a watch party at their house. Um, but we only saw like one episode. Um, she Were you so nervous. 
Was I? Uh, yeah. But like, you're like, don't watch this, babe. Don't watch this. You might not want to watch this. She's actually super laid back, but I would tell her, I'd be like, look, there's certain scenes that you might not want to see. Um, and the scenes that I really didn't really want her to see, she saw on her own, like with her friends. She's like, I just wanted to see it. So it was Mexico because obviously I'm butt ass naked in the shower with my fiance and, you know, we're lovey dovey and everything. <laughs> um, but she handled it like a champ. And so now she's just like super supportive and yeah, she'll watch it. I know she's ready for all this to be over and to finally have me for herself and be able to, you know, be in public and stuff like that. Um, but she's she's been awesome. So that's a good thing I mean, about it. I've been very truthful toward toward her, and she's she's seen. It. And in, in a way, I do want her to watch it because I'm like, look, this is how I always am. You know, with my girlfriends, like I do the same thing with her. It's not every Monday, but I buy her flowers just about almost every week. Like I do the small things, and I was like, I would want you to see it just so you can see who I am because I'm very vulnerable and open in my honest self. And I love that, like, this didn't make you give up on love at all. Like, that you were able, like, because, you know, a lot of people might be like, you know what, I'm going to take a couple years off. I got to, and I love that that yeah. didn't, this didn't break you in any way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's one thing that I'm proud of myself for, um, especially going into a new relationship. I think what a lot of people will do is they'll end up holding back. I'll be like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to get hurt. I'm going to wait till that person, like, really goes all in or whatever. And as far as for me, it's like, I'm very direct. And it's like, look, I want you. I just want you to know, like, if we commit, I'm going to be 120% like fully committed. I'm not going to be holding anything back. And yeah, so that's how any relationship that I would have from here on out is how I would pursue it. That's how I would want someone to pursue me. Uh, that's very inspiring. Um, and and I guess the last part is audience reaction is that, you know, it's not you, you film this a couple of years go by potentially, and then it's released to us, the public, and we get our eyes on it. We start commenting about it. What was the weirdest thing that you heard about yourself on screen that you're like, what you, you think that about me? Cause it's gotta be intense when we start talking about you. Yeah. Um, Ooh, man. Uh, how I look when I'm drunk. <laughs> My eyes. Oh God, it's not. It's not pretty. The glossy red, low eyes. Um, no, you have, come on. That JT or JP or the American flag guy. He wins on the. Like I was like, is he drunk? I couldn't tell. Like he would have like half eye and not say anything. Oh God, yeah. It is cringy to watch yourself on TV, and it's it's crazy because like I don't like attention on me. So like having these watch parties and stuff and, you know, I'm the center of attention. So I get very shy watching it, uh, but it's crazy. I mean, to say cause but I you're out in public right now. People notice you. Is that weird to yeah. like all of a sudden like, like, oh my God, that person's looking at me. Why are they looking at me? And they notice you from this show. That's got to be wild. Yeah, it is. Like it's something I'm still adjusting to. Uh, I've been kind of in, I wouldn't say like in hiding, but I've been kind of just staying home through these last couple of weeks um then obviously we're like filming reunion and stuff and that whole tmz thing and so i just kind of been to myself so now i'm going out and like i'm getting stopped i've gotten stopped in the gym every single day just like this week <laughs> and like i'm in the sauna shirtless and i just have like a guy coming up to me in my space. <laughs> um, but it, i mean it's cool everyone's been super sweet and so yeah it's, it's pretty cool but yeah it's a little bit weird and people were just staring all the time you got to wear a wig from this point on. Wear a wig. It's going to be, it'll, it'll help everything. Um, Izzy Zapata, 
Love is Blind, Season 5. Wait, do you still have the Lost and Found drawer? Do you still have the drawer of all the collectibles? No, that's gone. I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> uh, well, man, I loved watching you. I was really bummed out, but I'm so happy that you are okay. I was so happy to see you at the reunion. You seem like you have such a good head on your shoulders, and I can't wait to see what you got uh, going next. But, folks, catch up if you haven't. Love is Blind, Season 5. It is a mess in the best way possible. Uh, unfortunately, we watch his heartache, uh, but it is so in, just so viewable. So, Izzy Zapata, I hope to get to talk to you again one day, but thank you so yeah, much well, for being here, man. Thank you for having me. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.